Welcome to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang, John Conley, and Ryan Marston. For over two decades, Rabino and Langwell Partners have been helping the people of Boston plan for retirement. And now, the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Hello again. Welcome to the weekend. Welcome to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Exactly what it sounds like. You listen to us on the radio here, and if you can't hear the whole show and you want to hear this show and more, it's all online there for you at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Just look up the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with the team at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. And each week we bring in one of the guys, Sam Lang, Ryan Marston, John Conley, and get their unique take on what's happening out there, what uh, people are asking about, and how we might be able to help you when it comes to planning for your retirement. You've been working your whole life and you get a paycheck every two weeks and you build your life on that. And now you wonder, how am I going to get a paycheck in retirement? That's a good question. And that's why we're here. Ryan Marston is here today. Ryan, how are you doing today? Doing great, Randy. I mean, it's finally, I mean, I shouldn't say finally. It's like September's here. It's like the summer flew by, right? You know, last week, traffic certainly seemed to have picked up a little bit around (laughs) here. And, um, you know, I usually, I love fall as a season. You know, things are certainly steamrolling ahead. Yep. Everybody back from their summer vacations and where they go. And yep. uh, and the traffic is picked up and the kids are in school and it's all back to normal now. So uh, we're hoping that, uh, you know, things get back to normal as far as the economy and the markets and all that are concerned. It's a little upside down right now, isn't it? It is. It's just I mean, the, the uncertainty has just really seemed to continue throughout this year. That's been the, really the common theme in volatility in the market. And just when we think things are recovering in July and all of a sudden August, you know, late August and into September, we see some market pullback and the continued volatility in the market, which just creates a lot of uncertainty from people I speak with. There's plenty of headlines out there to to look at and wonder about and, and wonder if you're affected by. And that's kind of where I want to start today. Ryan, if I saw a headline and I was scrolling through some things and it said, you know, Gulfstream jets are up 40 percent, you know, and I would go, well, I don't lose any sleep over that. I'm not trying to buy a Gulfstream. It doesn't affect me. Right. right. So there are a certain amount of Americans that are not really affected by all of this. You know, the market volatility, because mm-hmm. simply they don't have a lot of money in the market. You know, there are people that go to work, you know, and they pack their own lunch and they don't wear a tie and they get their hands dirty and they might not have money in the stock market. And I started thinking about that because they sleep fine looking at that headline. There's no problem for them because they don't have the risk in the market, so they don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. I started thinking about people in retirement. That might be kind of a nice thing. I don't have to worry about it because I'm not involved in it. And I know that using the stock market is the way to long-term wealth. But when you and I sit down and talk about people in retirement, if I was not involved in the market right now and I was involved in retirement... I would feel pretty good right now. Yeah. I mean, as long as you have enough income coming in, right, mm-hmm. and, and you're not, you know, tied to the market in any capacity, I get you'd probably feel great as long as your income is increasing, right? Mm-hmm. And because, you know, to keep pace with inflation, you know, if you were taking in $50,000 a year and spending $50,000 a year, you know, four years ago, as long as those numbers haven't changed significantly, you know, to increase expenses, but not keep income at, at the same levels, you know, you're, you're looking great right now, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, one that headline we were, we were referencing Financial Advisor Magazine there mm-hmm. is referencing the bottom 50% and they're in actually not a bad spot right now because they're not, they don't have maybe as much invest in 401ks and retirement accounts, et cetera. 
40% actually, are more impacted by this right mm-hmm. now because they may have a little more savings. The bottom 50% have seen significant wage increases over the last few years because of what's going on in the labor markets. So they might actually be in a better position than they were a couple of years ago, even given inflation in the market volatility. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on, but I think the the common theme is, you know, the more you probably have in the market, the more volatility you're seeing and the more uncertain you might be feeling. So that's a great discussion. A lot of times people say, well, if I sat down with a financial advisor, I don't even know what I would ask. I don't even know where to start. And that might be a great question is how much money should I have in the market in my retirement? And that's going to probably be different for everybody, isn't it? It is. And I think, you know, you start with do I have enough saved up to retire when I want to retire? Right. Mm -hmm. That's like, you know, maybe it's now, maybe it's next year, maybe it's two years from now. If the answer is yes, then am I positioned appropriately given the outcome I I want? Mm -hmm. Um, Because you might be too aggressive. You might actually be too conservative. So you want to make sure you update and rebalance your investments to make sure it fits where you are in your time horizon for retirement. Because you want to, you don't want to have to take on unnecessary risk. You don't want to be taking on not enough risk to, to hit your goals as well. So it works on both sides there. We hear, you know, the market goes down 25%, goes down 30%, something like that. But if only 50% of your money was at risk or mm-hmm. 30 or 40% of your money at risk, then you're down, you know, 10%, 15%. And then it doesn't seem to sting so much. Exactly right. Generally speaking, unless you're, you know, in your 30s, you don't want to have everything growth, 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 right? So you want to have different buckets of money. One may be more growth oriented that's taking on more risk. One more short-term income oriented that would have a lot less risk associated with it that might not have sustained the losses of that growth bucket. And then you have a liquid bucket that really doesn't take on much risk at all or any. So you want to make sure you're positioned appropriately so not all your assets get hit the same way in a market like this. That's why we have financial advisors. That's why we encourage you to give the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners a call and have this conversation. Say, yeah, I know that stock market is something I need to, you know, use in, in order to grow my money, but I sure don't want to lose a lot of money. Uh, we all want growth. We don't want losses. How can we balance those two things out? A great conversation. And that's what it is to have the discussion about building a retirement plan. We call it the 365 retirement plan, and we will do one of those for you at no charge. We'll get a good look at where you feel comfortable as far as risk is concerned, and then we'll deal with all of those things like Social Security and health care and Medicare and and then uh, talking about taxes and fees and long-term care, all of that stuff that goes into a retirement plan. It's all going to be in there, and we'll have a discussion about what makes you feel comfortable going into retirement and even better yet, confident about going into retirement. Give us a call or give us a look on our website. We'll build it for you. Let's just get a date on a calendar. Let's have the discussion. 617-440-9365. 617-440-9365 is our number. You can set it up that way or just use our website, 365retirement.com. As you scroll down, a window will open up. It says, would you like to talk about your finances? You click on that. We'll ask you to put in a little information and you'll be on your way. So Susie Orman was speaking this week in an interview, and she said, if you think you're ready for retirement, think again. Okay, so she said, we got a lot of work to do here, and that might be the case. In the interview, she said, the biggest threat to your retirement is you. It's your spending, it's your knowledge, and your commitment to working with a retirement planner or not. 
seems to make a lot of sense, Ryan. It, it definitely does. I think you need to under, you know, to get a good gauge and be honest with yourself that, you know, whether or not you can fully comprehend and, and go about the retirement planning and investments on your own, or do you need to reach out for help? I, I think that would really be step one, because you don't want to misstep in retirement and all of a sudden, you know, jeopardize your retirement, set yourself back five years, whatever it might be, have to go back into the working world if you, if you make the wrong moves. And then you really want to take a look at everything you have saved and set up and what your goals are in retirement and what your expenses are and or projected expenses are. And then from there, you want to paint the picture and, and make sure you have enough saved up to, to hit all those goals and the expenses you want to sustain over a long period of time in retirement and go from there and find a comfortable number of when you can retire based on what your savings is. So what are your bills and what have you saved and what does that math look like right there? And and I think that doing this ahead of time, uh, I think is such an important thing. If you yeah. think that you're going to retire at 65, why not come in when you're 61, 62? And that way, if there's a little gap there between what you're going to spend and what you need, we can work on that, right? Yeah, 61, 62, or even earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, the earlier you come in ahead of your retirement age or retirement goal, the more time you have to make changes to your retirement plan, right? And because of that, the less severe they might have to be on a year-to-year basis. The more time you have, the less the change might have to actually be on a year-to-year basis. You know, someone who's 55 versus someone who's 62, and if they both want to retire at 65, Mm -hmm. that 55-year-old has 10 years to make adjustments. Right. The 62-year-old only has three years. You Mm -hmm. know, three years could be, you know, look look back at the last three years in the market. It's been pretty volatile. You might not have been able to make the, you know, pivotal changes you wanted to, you know, in the last three years. So the more time you have, the more time you plan, the better off you should be leading into retirement. In our next segment, we're going to actually give you an example of somebody who did exactly that. She wanted to retire at 65. She came in very early and actually the news was not good. And uh, we'll give you that story coming up in just a minute here. But for right now, we would love to have the, the conversation with you and just see where you are on your journey to retirement. Do you have enough money now? Can you retire? Should you retire? We're going to talk about that in the show today because of all that's going on in the world, in the economy right now. Is this a bad year to retire? So we'll kind of answer that question as well. In the meantime, give us a call and let's go through it. Let's do the math on your retirement. 617-440-9365. Set up a, a complimentary meeting with the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. We'll build that 365 retirement plan for you. You can also look us up online at 365retirement.com. We'll take a break. Come right back with more of the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Are you worried about retirement? Well, you're not alone and there is help. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. If you're ready to take the next step, call the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. 
Welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with the team at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. Ryan Marston is here today, and we're talking through some of the things that you might be wondering about when it comes to saving and planning for retirement. And if you want to have that meeting to find out how you're doing and answer that question, have you done enough to retire? Can you retire? Can you retire now? Do you have a couple of years work left to do? Give us a call and let's go through that. 617-440-9365. Okay, so we've heard this in the past. Everybody needs to have an emergency fund. And there's differing opinions as to how much money you should have in there. A lot of times people will say anywhere from three to six months of funds so that if something happens, you've got something to fall back on. Well, Yahoo Finance says as you get close to retirement, that number should go up to 12 months to 24 months of cash in your emergency fund. Ryan, is that too much? Is that too much idle money? What do you say about that? I don't think that is necessarily too much. I think you really got to sit down with, you know, who the individual is and see what they're comfortable with. It also matters how much they've saved up, right? Mm -hmm. And positioning assets for liquidity uh, in an emergency fund. But I've always been the proponent of around about 12 months as you're heading into retirement and in retirement, at least, you know, some clients will sit down and say, ah, no, I, I really feel comfortable with about six months or, you know, I feel more comfortable with 24 or more months of liquidity and they might have the assets to justify it but at least 12 months because you know the number one reason is you're not working anymore and it's harder you know if if an emergency did come up and all of a sudden you had to spend you know half of that emergency fund you know so it's called six months out of the 12 months if you had 12 months it's just tough to replenish it when you don't have the maybe extra cash flow coming in. You're living on a fixed income in retirement for the most part. So I've always been, you know, right around the 12 month mark, just because of that reason of it being so hard to replenish the emergency fund should you need it. So with inflation so high at eight and a half percent, you got money in the bank and it's not making, you know, one percent. It's like you're losing money every month. You're going poor slowly. Uh, what other options? I mean, I understand yeah. why people push money into the stock market because that's the only place for growth. Yeah. I mean, this past week, I was actually kind of, you know, shocked to see some of the rates in banks and they've actually increased a little bit mm -hmm. more than that. You know, one percent. Luckily, you know, you can get a little over two percent now okay. in a savings account, which isn't terrible compared to inflation. It is terrible, but it's not there to keep up with in the emergency money, the liquidity money isn't there for keeping up with inflation. It isn't there for growth. It isn't there for income. It is there if an emergency arises, you need a new roof, you need a new water heater, something happens to one of your kids and you have to get them out of a gym, whenever it might be, that's what it's there for. It's not there to keep up with inflation, take on risk and whatever other, you know, options there are out there. It is simply there for emergency money. The rest of your money should be appropriately invested to keep up with growth, inflation, etc. That's a great, great point. All of your money has to have purpose. It does. So yep. yeah, you're going to have, we talk about buckets of money and you're going to have a, a bucket of money that's at higher risk, at less risk. And then there's a bucket that has literally no risk and has complete liquidity. That makes complete sense. And, yeah. and you're going to have buckets for tax purposes. And I think that is where all of our money is just put into an account. We just say, save money so we 
we do. But now when we get into retirement or get close to retirement, our money has to have purpose. It absolutely does. And you got to have the right mindset when you're looking at each bucket of money. And you can't be disappointed with a bad rate on a savings account. The growth bucket, you know, you, you got to realize that's probably going to be tied to the volatility we're seeing right now and might sustain more of a loss than you're comfortable with. The income bucket really has to be there to generate the income needed or the fixed income desired that you want in retirement uh, and you want to make sure that's invested appropriately so each one certainly has a purpose as it should and you when you're looking at them you know keep the mindset like i said that that's what this one's geared for i can't get upset with a bad rate it's mm -hmm. there for an emergency I have a good income. I have good growth. So It's a great point and a great mindset to have, and it's one of the reasons we sit down with the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners, and that might be one of those adjustments that you make along the way. You sit down and you say, well, I have a lot of cash. I have three, four, five hundred thousand dollars It just makes me feel good over here. Well, what if we could, you know, bring that down to a hundred and put that money to work, that dead money there. That might be one of the great conversations you have with Ryan and the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Give us a call. Let's have the conversation about building your retirement and giving purpose to your money. 617-440-9365. We'll put together a, a complimentary 365 retirement plan for you. 365retirement.com is our website, and you can start right there as well. As you scroll down, a window will open up, says, will you like to talk about your finances? Click on that, and you'll be on your way. All right, so in our past segment there, we just talked about, you know, when should you see a financial advisor? Is it an age, or is it an amount of money that you finally, you know, put away? You know, when you think about that, you want to know if you're okay, if you're, if you're going to be able to retire. And this is the story of Connie Gore. She's a teacher in North Carolina, and she wanted to retire at age 65. So at age 55, she thought, you know, I'm going to go see somebody and see if I'm on track. And the news she got was not that great. He looked me in the eye and he said, Connie, uh, I don't know if you're going to make it unless you change a few things. So she started working with this person. And over that 10 year period of time, she was able to reach her financial goals and she was able to retire at age 65. So I look at that as a positive, Ryan. I know that the news was not great after that meeting, and she had some work to do, but it's still a good meeting, isn't it? It was absolutely a good meeting, right? So and it's almost exactly what I was talking about. The more time you give yourself ahead of retirement, the less maybe severe of changes you have to make, and you can probably get yourself back on the right track. With Connie sitting down almost ten, you know, a decade ahead of her retirement goal, she was able to sit down you know, and, and make the positive changes to get her back on the right track. If she had waited, you know, another five, seven years, let's call her three years away from what her retirement was, kept going down the same track that she thought she was okay on originally, and then found out, well, then I'm not, I'm guessing that 65, the goal of 65 might not have been in reach. And she might have either had to adjust expenses or push retirement age out a little bit further. But the more time you give yourself, I think the less impactful changes you have to make. We can make some assumptions here. Uh, you know, if yeah. she's a teacher, she may have had a pension. That's a mm -hmm. possibility yeah, there. Yeah. And and so she's packing some money away and she's got a pension. And, and then it becomes, I, I got to believe that first it's, let's figure out if you have the income to retire at age 65. Then let's start to whack away a little bit at some things like taxes and mm -hmm. figure out social security. So the longer you have, the more you know, yep. openings and things that you have to work on, don't you? Maybe she had, a, you know, they came up with some, she had some extra debt 
you know, right. in the mid fifties and they came yeah. up with some sort of strategy to pay down debt and go into retirement potentially debt free or have a less debt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, rates have come down. Maybe she refinanced, did some other things just to get expenses lower. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, it's never a good feeling when you have to tell someone that, you know, right now the track they're on, their goal is probably not achievable. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is a good feeling when you can get them on the right track and, and tell them, oh, well, if we make these changes, we adjust things a little bit here, a little bit there, you know, there's a good chance we can get you back on the right track. And if not well within, you know, hopefully the goal, you know, within reason. So, well, there's a couple of ways these meetings can go. Number mm-hmm. one, you're in great shape. You, you could retire right now. Yep. You know, yep. that that's a great meeting. Uh, yeah. Or you're in great shape. You're on track to retire when you want to, or, Hey, we've got some work to do. And I know that after reading the article, one of the things that said is she was not maxing out her 401k. So mm-hmm. they had her do that. And I think debt reduction is, is another thing that she had to do. So this is when you sit down and uh, have that meeting about a 365 retirement plan, you do the math on everything. And this is where it's, I think you call it a discovery meeting, don't you? Yeah. Not to like overwhelm, but we, we do look, try to look at everything. It is a discovery meeting. We try to look at debt, which, you know, falls into expenses. How do we get expenses lower, you know, in retirement or at some point in retirement? You know, how do we diversify not only from an investment standpoint, but from a taxation and how each bucket of your assets is is set up. You know, do we have any in Roth or tax-free assets? Can we pivot there and, you know, try to get some into those buckets in retirement to have tax-free income or tax-free buckets that we can use? Taxes, you know, long-term care, health insurance needs. There's a lot of things that come into the picture and and social security strategy is a big part of it too, actually. Mm -hmm. But a lot of of things come into the retirement planning and the 365 retirement plan that we set up and go through with prospects and clients and and we make sure we try to update those on a yearly basis because things change rapidly, you know, extremely rapidly on a year like this. When inflation's changed, the market's changed so much that, you know, it is important important to keep things updated and make sure you're on the right track. Well, if you look at it this way, you maybe you're like me, you're one of those people that takes a, a yellow legal pad and, and just puts it one side and the other side and does pros and cons. And am I ready for retirement? Do you have all these boxes checked off as you get ready for retirement, like income, social security, pensions, inflation fighting? Is your income going to go up over the years? Do you know what you're going to do about Medicare? Do you know what you're going to do if you get sick? Uh, everybody's afraid of that. First question is, do I have enough to retire? Next question, what if I get sick? Well, let's answer those questions for you. Let's get all those boxes checked off for you. We call that the 365 Retirement Plan, and we'll make one of those for you at no charge. Give us a call. If you've saved $500,000 or more for retirement, that's where you're really going to start to see the benefits of the planning really kick in. Social Security, income planning, tax planning especially, all of that really starts to show big benefits when you have a half a million dollars or more. And it's not that uncommon. We've been packing money away for 20, 30 years, maybe even 40 years getting ready for retirement. Give us a call. Let's go through it with you. 365retirement.com is our website. That's an easy place to start. Or 617-440-9365. 617-440-9365. We'll be right back with more of the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. We hope you're enjoying the retirement conversation. If you're ready to take the next step, 
Call the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. You'll learn where you are now and what you should be doing to retire with confidence. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. Hello again and welcome to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with the team at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. Sam Lang, John Conley, Ryan Marston. Each week we have one of the guys come on and talk a little bit about what they're seeing, the conversations they're having with people just like you who come in and say, hey, can I retire? Should I retire? And those are big questions that we're going to answer here. Ryan Marston is with us today. And Ryan, I was just wondering... If somebody comes in and you do the math on their retirement and they say, you know, hey, you can retire. All right. We, you're on track to retire. And then the next question comes back with all that's going on in the world with the economy, uh, inflation and a possible recession and the volatility in the market. Would you look at somebody who was planning to retire this year and say, you know what, you can retire but I think I'd, I'd put the brakes on that a little bit. Maybe wait just a little. Would you, would you say the economy says don't retire? I think if it was that close of a call, right, which if we ran numbers and it was that close of a call, it might lead us to coming to a conclusion of not pushing it out a year, making mm -hmm. some changes. But if it was that close of a call, I, I'd consider, you know, waiting it out a little bit just in terms of seeing what happens with inflation, right? Okay. Does that come back and check? Does the market kind of stabilize? Does bonds become a you know better asset class like they're projecting to be pay a better yield on them on bonds the way you know i i would say again maybe pause hit the brakes a little bit let's reassess and i've had this conversation actually with a couple clients reassess and look at things maybe in january um and continue to monitor things on a you know month to month quarter by quarter basis and and just weather the storm so okay. to speak right now so there is a, a person who comes in and said, the job's still going well. I'm here a little bit early. I want to retire on this date. Uh, is that okay? You know, can I do that? Uh, can I retire? But then there's another person that comes in and goes, you know, I've been thinking about this for a while. I don't think I can go in one more day. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. It's like, I got to go. I got to get out of this. My body's wore out. I don't want to do this anymore. Yep. And so then you have to say to yourself, are you ready? Can you retire? Should you retire? And should the economy really have that much bearing on that kind of a yeah. person? I mean, I, I would say let's really dial in and look at your expenses. Mm -hmm. Make sure those are accurate and we're not missing anything significant in, in looking at those, right? And then let's look at your asset structure. Is it a position appropriately? Is it too aggressive right now? You know, we don't, the last thing we'd want is, you know, let's just, I'm just going to use ballpark numbers, but let's just say someone has a million dollars and they need, you know, 40000 a year from that a million dollars, just from that money. Social Security and everything else aside, right? And let's say it's a little more heavy on the growth side and a little more aggressive. And all of a sudden, you know, the market's correct another 20% from now until next year. The recession happens, doomsday scenario, and, that, and that's what happens in the market. So they lose a 20% number that's down to 800,000. And now they're already drawing on it because they retired, maybe when it was a little bit of a close call. There's a potential, you know, it, it might be small, but there's a potential that something like that could happen if someone's too aggressive in the market and they're too close in terms of what their draw is on their savings, that that could really hurt their retirement and they may have to go back to work. 
because you know drawing a forty thousand dollar number on eight hundred thousand, uh, you know, you know, you're bringing it down to seven hundred and sixty, mm-hmm. and you need another forty thousand next year. That's a pretty high percentage withdrawal rate from your retirement funds, and probably can't continue that over a long, long period of time. So that's that's kind of like just one of the things I would say you got to be careful of because there's a possibility that could happen. Well, one of the things that we want to do with the 365 retirement plan, as Ryan has pointed out, is making sure that that income is there for you. That's that's the main key here is that you have enough to live on. As I say many times, you get paid every two weeks. You know what you can do with that paycheck. You build your life around that. Do you know what your paycheck is in your retirement years? So the ways to get income in retirement, there's a bunch of them. I mean, Social Security, that's a check that brings you income. If you have a pension, that brings you income. Then there's dividend-paying stocks, part-time work. Maybe you own a rental. That brings you income. And there are a lot of different vehicles that will bring you income in your retirement years. One of them is the annuity. And and that is something that, you know, some people love them, some people hate them. And there's lots of different literature out there, and you can read a lot about annuities. There was an article in Yahoo Finance that talked about the pros and the cons of the annuity check. And one of the things that they, they bring up, two main objections, and I want you to handle those for me. Every annuity comes with high fees and there's no access to the principal in an emergency. So those are the two big things that they brought up. What do you say to those two things? I mean, those those are bold statements. Uh, you know, they're not entirely accurate. Okay. The only thing I'll say there is most annuities do come with a fee. Not all are high fees. We have clients that have fixed indexed annuities and they have riders and income riders on them and they might be paying, you know, 1% or, you know, somewhere in the ballpark of maybe 0.6 to 1% in total annual fees. And it's more so for the rider. So, you know, if you compare that to where you were, and if you were in the market or had funds under advisory from another advisor, you were probably paying at least 1% in fees. So very comparable in terms of fees. The other thing is there are limited principal in terms of limited access to principal. Mm-hmm. Not, you can't access full principal. Most of the ones we'll see are you know somewhere between 7 10% per year of access. But you do want to make sure you have enough other money on the sidelines that should an emergency arise, and this comes into the making sure you have enough liquid assets in the asset structure for different reasons. The annuity bucket should be geared for income. Mm-hmm. Your liquidity bucket is geared for liquidity. So if you put money into the income bucket, which you invest in an annuity, under you know most circumstances outside of a real, real big emergency, you shouldn't have to access those funds because it's geared for income and you already have the liquidity bucket on the outside. Well, we should probably, you know, say this. There are investments and an annuity is a contract. It's a contract with an insurance company. You're giving them money and they're contractually saying to you, I will pay you this amount for this period of time, whether it's the rest of your life or 10 years or 20 years, whatever it is. There's an agreement that takes place, right? Yeah, there, there is. And, you know, you still can get out of most annuities. You know, there might be a penalty associated with it. Let's just say 10% a year. But if you had money in the market, you know, this year, you know, you invested money in January of this year and you, you know, all of a sudden it's September and the markets are down 15%. Well, if you had to liquidate because you need access to all that money, what do you think is going to, I mean, that's a 15% loss, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so you, you know, it's not entirely different in terms of, you know, just kind of that scenario, but it is a contract. They're going to pay you a very attractive income stream in retirement that you cannot outlive. So you're increasing your guaranteed fixed income, which has a big, big positive connotation in terms of how it plays into people's retirement plans. So 
it, it, it does have a huge impact and there's guidelines that you have to abide by in order for the insurance company to fulfill their side of the contract. Well, at the beginning of this, I mentioned a whole bunch of different places that you could pull income from in your retirement years, social security, a pension, dividend paying stocks, part-time work, rental income. And I mentioned the annuity. Mm-hmm. So there's seven of them right there. So for somebody who has saved a half a million dollars or a million dollars for retirement, it doesn't make any sense for them to put all the money into an annuity. Yep. I doubt any company would allow you to do that. Yeah, no, you, you definitely wouldn't want to do that because then you're tying up all your money. And, you know, you, again, different buckets need to have different purpose. And the money you're putting into the annuity should be more for safety, principal protection, mm-hmm. or income generation. So they're a great tool if, you know, you're going into retirement and your expenses, let's say, are 80 thousand a year, hundred thousand a year, and you only have fixed income maybe from social security coming in on 30. So if you wanted to tighten that gap or narrow that gap of what your expenses to fixed income are, annuities are a great tool to do just that. Well, we talked in the show today about giving purpose to your money. Right now, we're just packing money away. We're putting it in these accounts like 401ks and places like that. And then when you get into retirement, your money has to have purpose. You're going to have different risk levels, small risk, no risk. And that might be, you know, one of the buckets that you're very interested in is, is I want a lot of money in that no risk bucket. Well, yep. when you have that conversation, these are the places that you'll have to evaluate and see if it's right for you. And uh, Ryan, have you you ever had anybody who walked in the door and you bring up an annuity and they go, uh, 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 and, and then you explain what an annuity does and what it's for. Have you had people change their minds when they figure out, well, this is the purpose and this is the bucket for that money? I have. I have definitely done that. And I will never try to, you know, pigeonhole someone into an an option, right? So I'll always go through a couple options and say, you know, this is what's out there. This is what I'm, you know, alternatives to what your the current track you're on both put you in a you know potentially better situation this one might have a little more safety this one may have more growth the safety option will you know a lot more often than not have an annuity option and increase that guaranteed income the second option might be a little more growth and have no annuity option and then the client ultimately will say okay i like the safer option or i, I don't mind the risk and i may go with the no annuity option but i've definitely had people come in and you know uh, the word annuity, and they really don't know much about it other than their friend telling them it's the worst you know, <laughs> invention ever. Um, and they have no idea how they work or what they do or that they're even offered by insurance companies. But, you know, once people, you, you hear about them and, and their benefits as well as their cons, go through the pros and cons, then it's your decision. It's it's like any other investment option. Every investment option has both pros and cons, and you want to weigh through them and see what fits where you are and what you want to do in retirement the best. That's a key point. Not every mutual fund is good. Not every bond fund no. is good. Not every you know investment no, is good. Yeah. You know, It's got to be right for you. And and so just being able to evaluate everything that's out there, I think, is the key thing. And, and how would you know what's out there unless you sit down with a financial advisor, with Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners and have that meeting and say, okay, here's what I want to do. This is when I want to retire. This is what I've saved. How can I make this money last for 30 or 40 years? That's a great question. And that's what the 365 retirement plan can do for you. Give us a call or go to our website and let's have the meeting. Let's let's get a date on a calendar and discuss your retirement and say, okay, have I done enough? Can I retire? Should I retire? Is there more work for me to do over the next year or so so I can retire? All good questions. Let's get them answered for you. 365retirement.com is our website. 
or 617-440-9365 is our number. Let's let's have that conversation. 617-440-9365 or again 365retirement.com. Coming up next, we're going to talk about social security. Everybody says, you know, push it off as long as you possibly can. The longer you wait, the bigger the check. Well, what if you want to retire at 65 and they keep telling you to take social security at 70? What do you do in the meantime? We'll talk about that coming up next on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. We hope you're learning a lot from today's show, but how does it apply to your situation? You can find out with a call to the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. You'll learn where you are now and what you should be doing to retire with confidence. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. Welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Online, you can find us at iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. If you're listening on the radio, we appreciate that. If you got to get out of the car and you want to hear a little bit more, it's there for you anytime you want. You can sit there in your pajamas and you can listen to us on your computer anytime you want to. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Look for the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. All right, so we're talking a lot about income, and we will throughout this entire segment here. How do you get paid in retirement? Well, Social Security is certainly a check that we're looking forward to, but everybody says wait as long as you possibly can. If you wait till 70, that'll get you the biggest check. But what if you retire at 65? Now you got five years to fill some kind of a gap. Well, the article in front of me says what you should do is start dipping into your 401k and use that as a social security bridge. And their argument is 401ks run out, but social security does not. So what are the pros and cons of doing that strategy? I don't hate the strategy. I'm a big proponent of getting fixed income up in retirement. Social security is certainly one of the sources that we can increase. And, you know, it is increasing. It increases at a clip of 8% per year until age 70, and then your social security gets capped out. But it continues to increase tied to inflation uh, and cost of living adjustments on a year-to-year basis. But if we do that, if we can get your, maybe spend some of your 401k down now, you know, let's call it 65 270 and get your social security maxed out. What we're doing is we're actually spending down potentially some of your taxable income now ahead of when your RMD age kicks in, right? So maybe that puts us in a lower tax bracket now before we have to start declaring social security as an income source as well. And then at age 70, you know, you have less in your taxable bucket, your 401k, your IRA bucket, but now your social security kicks on. And then, you know, going out to age 72, there's less in the IRA bucket that you might be forced to take out, putting you into another tax bracket that you don't want to be in because you're taking withdrawals that you don't necessarily need, but are forced to by the IRS. So there's different types of strategies that I definitely think that make a lot of sense to defer out your Social Security uh, and maybe spend down some of your current savings. But there's also plenty of times when I sit down with clients and say, hey, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Let's mm-hmm. start Social Security now and actually continue to grow and invest the, you know, the IRA bucket. So that's that's kind of when I would go through that 
sort of situation or strategy with people? Well, just for fun, I had the, the analysis done on me. I'm not ready to mm-hmm. retire by any means, but uh, what they the, the analysis came out for me is you should take your Social Security at your full retirement age because between you and your wife, because my wife has worked full time, so we're, we're going to do pretty good on the Social Security checks. They said there's not that much difference between 67 and 70 for you, so take it at full retirement age. So that's that's how it came out for me. Yeah, I think in, you know. I think the one number one thing is, is if you're still working, you don't want to take it before for right. retirement age, right? At 67, because then you start get penalized mm-hmm. every dollar for two dollars that you're earning. So I think everyone's situation is going to be a little bit different in really trying to maximize in that fixed income source. Take a look at what your expenses are. Take a look at other fixed income sources you'll be getting in retirement. Maybe you're lucky enough to have a pension, real estate, you know, rental income from real estate. You know, whatever the sources may be, and then see where Social Security plays a role. Run scenarios at 67, run scenarios at 68, 69, all the way to 70, and mm-hmm. see what outcome looks the best. You know, there's, there's certain ways that, you know, outcomes might look the best from age 70 to 80, but if you if you're actually potentially could live longer to 90, 90, mid-90s, 95, it might make sense to, you know, more often than not, it would make sense to defer the Social Security to 70, I would say. Yeah, that break-even point is just yeah. one factor in all of this. Yep. And and that's the one that everybody looks at, you know, when am I on the government's money and when does it make it all worthwhile for me? And, uh, and that is certainly something we're going to take into consideration. But how would you know unless you run the numbers? And that is what we do in the 365 retirement plan. If, if one of your big questions is when should I claim Social Security, let's get you that answer at least 365 retirement.com is our website and you can also give us a call at 617-440-9365 we'll run those numbers for you at no charge 617-440-9365 or 365retirement.com. Okay, so we've already talked a lot about income sources. Social Security is certainly one of them. And The Motley Fool actually brings up five different retirement income sources that you may not have thought of. Uh, I mentioned a few dividend-paying stocks. Now, people, there there are probably people that have never bought an individual stock in their life. Mm -hmm. And then they get into retirement and say, do I have to get into that? But dividend-paying stocks. Define that for me, Ryan. What is that? Yeah. Dividend paying stocks, as long as you're investing in a strong company with a strong track record of paying their dividends and increasing their dividends over time, can be a pretty good strategy that, you know, another tool in terms of generating income in retirement. And I wouldn't say you want to put all your eggs in one basket and invest in one one individual equity. But, you know, like we use a basket of, you know, a dividend basket and it consists of 12 different companies and, you know, roughly can generate, depending on when you purchase, anywhere between 4 and 5%. And the companies are very strong companies, have good track record, history of paying dividends and increasing dividends. More often than not, over time, we'll keep up with inflation and or even beat inflation in terms of increasing that dividend yield. So there, you know, it can be a useful spoke in the wheel in terms of that, call the wheel the income wheel, and that the dividend equities can be a pretty useful spoke in that wheel. Yeah, you don't want to run into a situation where you're having to sell in order to get income in your retirement years. This is a way that you buy a stock and it pays you uh, a dividend each month. And uh, and that that's something that probably most of us 
are not familiar with and, and don't know how that works. No, no. You got companies like IBM and, and Kellogg or, you know, Kinder Morgan, T. Rowe Price, Verizon, um, AT&T that pay pretty, you know, strong dividend yields, you know, somewhere maybe between three and a half to, you know, 6% on depending on what, which company it might be. And those dividends pay quarterly. So, you know, those yields are on an annual basis, but the dividends pay quarterly, go into your account and, they, you know, we have clients that may live off those dividends and we send it to their bank account. And again, it's part of the overall income strategy of generating or getting enough income to hit those expenses in retirement. And there's another one here that people probably don't think of. We have health savings accounts and flexible savings accounts at work. And those are those things that, you know, at the end of the year on a flexible savings account, you have to empty that out. You yep. go buy glasses and you do the different things that you need to do. And you dip in there for medical expenses, a health savings account. You don't have to empty that out at the end of the year. That one, you can just kind of keep going and actually use that in retirement. Exactly right. It was funny. I was actually at my eye doctor last December and I, I was witnessing someone emptying out their flex savings account, and, you know, buying glasses. Yep. But yeah, so, you know, the HSAs, the health savings accounts are portable. Um, you don't have to empty them out. You can continue adding to those on a yearly basis and you can invest those, you know, however you want in the market. So those can, you know, be geared for, you know, growth or you can invest in, you know, whatever you want in, in, in the market. So the ramifications are as long as you use them for health qualified expenses, you don't pay taxes on them, but you can actually use them like an IRA. You just get taxed on the money you take out. Mm -hmm. I think the article is talking about using them as actually an income source in retirement, which probably would be taxable if they're not going to health related expenses, but you can earmark them for those health related expenses in retirement and use it as an income source for those. So they're a very useful tool that I think not enough people actually take advantage of. So if you are maxing out your 401k and maybe you're fully funding a Roth and you're looking for some other place to put retirement money, this might be a spot. Exactly right. So the maximum contribution for 2022 is 3650 for an individual, okay. uh, 7300 7300 for families. So if you're maxing out the 401k, IRAs, all your other sources, it, it is another tool that you can go and open up and add to and invest in the market and get, you know, start building HSA in retirement because health expenses will exist as part of your expenses in retirement. That I can promise that that is, you know, will be the case for anyone. So they could be a really useful tool that can provide you a tax free income if used correctly in retirement. So here's one that you see on TV and you've heard good and bad about, and that's the reverse mortgage. So mm -hmm. you have your home and you've got a certain amount of equity in it, and then you can use that for income. Yeah. I mean, I always use this as a lot, you know, worst case scenario mm -hmm. sometimes with clients that have a lot of equity built up, you know, if, if their house is not something that is extremely important to them that, you know, they may not even have kids or heirs. Last resort is you can, you know, something happens and you need more income or you run out of assets. You do have the equity in your home and you can always take out a reverse mortgage. I don't look at that as the first line of defense. It's mm -hmm. the last line of defense and with that type of a strategy. But a lot of the times it gives people that, you know, peace of mind, I think, more so than anything um, that say, oh, OK, I wasn't even thinking of that as a strategy. And, you know, if I do have that as a fallback plan, if nothing else works, you know, that's not a bad alternative. 
So one of the things that I, as we kind of bring the show to a close here, I love to talk about, and that is when you have a meeting with Ryan or John or Sam at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners, they can open up these options to you. So if you've been just listening in the last five to 10 minutes here, we've talked about all these different places where you can get income in your retirement. Certainly we know about social security. You either have or have not a pension income annuities, part-time work, rental income, dividend-paying stocks, uh, health savings account, reverse mortgage, all these different things. And there might be things there that you have never thought of that could bring you money in your retirement years. And Ryan, I think it's important to have that conversation and at least open up those possibilities to everybody. It is. It is. You know, when you list them off like that, I hope we're not information overload. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the important piece of, you know, maybe not doing it on your own version versus using an advisor, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're doing on your own a lot of times and you might be not for, you know, aware of some of the products or options available to you or exactly how they work, or you might think you know how they work and they don't, and you use them incorrectly. And, you know, there might be tax or penalties for using them incorrectly. So you, I think you just want to make sure you're aware of everything available and then sort through or sort through with your advisor and say, you know, I think this might be the best fit for me in retirement and give me, you know, the most comfortable added peace of mind that I could potentially have in retirement, given, you know, everything going on. Let's build your retirement check and let's build your retirement. Let's figure out, you know, what you've done and let's take that and maximize that. You've been saving all these years. You hear all these people that don't save, but you're not one of those people. You've saved. You've made your sacrifices. You've been packing money in that 401k. You've been saving money away for your retirement years. Now you want to make sure that that money lasts and it has purpose and you put it in the right places to pay you through your retirement years. That's planning. That's having a strategy for your retirement. And that's what we do at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. If you've saved $500,000 or more for retirement, that's where you're going to really start to see the benefits of this kind of planning. Give us a call or go to our website and let's get a date on a calendar and open up some of these options to you. 617-440-9365 is our number. 617-440-9365 or just use our website, 365retirement.com. As you scroll around and learn more about Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners, a window will open up and says, would you like to talk about your finances? When you click on that, you'll be on your way. You can even book your appointment right there. These are complimentary and we'll build the plan for you at no charge. Again, 617-440-9365 or 365retirement.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time here on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. For more information, to schedule a consultation or upcoming retirement planning events and radio show times, go to rlwealtheducates.com. John Conley and Ryan Marston are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed can be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Conley, Ryan Marston or Sam Lang are licensed in your state. Please call 617-630-8787. Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through RNL Insurance Agency. Massachusetts license number 1783398.